Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Cold. We're there. Close. Doesn't officially begin until we know like the twenty first of December, which is not too far away to be honest. And uh well what is winter ultimately? Death. Traditionally? Not wrong. The coldest, darkest, often scariest time of the year. The days are shorter and there is little reprieve from sharp air. As it cuts into human flesh. Well. <laughs> that seems a little much. But. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Hell yeah, it does. Well, wow, the air's stabbing me. Oh, it's cold. It's slicing and dicing. Mm-hmm. My poor human extraneous covering. Epidermis? There you go. That'll do. Well, if only air was all we had to worry about cutting into human flesh. Okay. Oh, whoops. Quote. Nighttime was a feared time around these parts. As the sun set, the entire community on the west side of town went indoors and didn't come out unless necessary. End quote. Well, who said that? Well, Ev Butler. It was right around New Year's 1954 when the residents of Bladenboro began taking note of the terrors happening in their small town. Bladenboro was, is a small farming town which eventually became known for its lumber industry and turpentine. Makes sense. Do you wish your town was known for its turpentine? I guess. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. If people were like, where are you from? The land of turpentine. Cool. Turpentown. All right. The Bridger brothers had brought their turpentine business to the area and would eventually get into lumber. Uh, again, lumber is the industry, yeah, timber, and purchase a cotton gin. They were doing the darn thing, making money and embracing that dream, uh, the American dream. The family and their descendants would, pay, uh, would play a pivotal role in the local economy for over 100 years. Also, it's North Carolina, and this is the 18-something, so I don't know how much, what kind of dream they were doing. Probably, you know. Dreaming. Yeah, sure. Um, But again, the family itself would play a pivotal role in the local economy for over 100 years. As of the 2010 census, the town had under 2,000 residents. Okay. It's a small town. Small town. In a small town, little things travel fast. And by things, I mean stories. And by fast, I mean really fast. Bad gas travels fast in a small town. Yes, it does. Yes, it certainly does. It gets around. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, little things travel fast and the dramatic things, well, they travel faster. Especially when those dramatic things sounded like this, quote, my dogs put up a good fight. Okay. <laughs> As I looked at you and I was saying it, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it. And there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 1030 and left it lying there. My dad wrapped the dog up in a blanket. That thing came back and got that dog, and nobody's seen that dog since. Well, that's not good. No, that's a bad time. At 1.30 in the morning, it came back and killed the other dog and took it off. Well, that's uh, also not that's, good. Uh, that's a uh, uh, total of two dead dogs. I'm not going to ask you if, if you want to keep tally of the dead dogs in this episode, but, I mean, that's something to think about. We found it three days later in a hedgerow. Hedgerow, sorry. The top of one of the dog's heads was torn off, and its body was crushed and wet. Okay. Like it had been in that thing's mouth. They had just been chewing on it? I guess. The other dog's lower jaw was torn off. Not great. That's from uh, Johnny Vouse. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about that? Johnny Vouse? Uh, no, and he, he ignored He's That's just a man who said that. How do you feel about what he talked about? Uh, Not great. Kind of shitty? Yeah, pretty shitty. All right. Um, On the morning of December 15th, 1954, on a farm near uh, Robeson Memorial Hospital, quote, five medium-sized, this entire little paragraph I took from the good old Wikipedia, five medium-sized pigs and three chickens were found dead with, quote, crushed skulls, uh, three of the pigs had legs torn apart from their bodies. Okay. Chicken skull crushing? It's a tiny skull. Tiny skull. Yeah. Uh, pig skull crushing? It's a, a little bit more difficult. It's a bigger skull. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you feel about crushed pig and dog skulls? I'm not for them. No, you think it probably take a lot of strength, right, to do that, like you were just talking about? Yeah. There's a... A little bit of oomph behind the crushing. Yeah, you got to be trying. It's not yeah. an accident. No. Whoops, I crushed two dog skulls. <laughs> Whoops, I ripped off a pig's oh, jaw. Oh, I fell. I got the pigs too. Oh, jeez. Whoops, I tripped over this pig and I <laughs> and three of his legs fell off. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, the chickens. Uh-oh. Yeah. Chicken heads. Like a oh, SpaghettiOs. But it's like, uh-oh, chicken heads. On December 29th, 1953, something killed the dog. Something described as a, quote, sleek, black, that it was sleek, black, about five feet. So, again, meter and a, uh, one and a half meters long. Um, that happened eight miles out of Bladenboro. Now, the account that I had read a couple accounts up from Johnny Vouse, that happened on December 31st of 1953. Johnny Vouse again? No, he the same. But I mean, no. His account happened. He, well, his wasn't the first account. Is my point. But it was the first account I chose to start with because that's the tone we're living with right now. He seems suspicious to me. Uh, he's just a guy. On January first, <laughs> two dogs were murdered at a separate farm. Um, on January second, this thing's killing dogs. Another dog was killed. We're at five, six. Could be. Um, 
And then January 3rd, um, two other dogs were slain on that date. Okay. Um, and the uh, if you haven't caught on by now, the deaths kept coming. Um, Something really doesn't like dogs. No, but sometimes it makes exceptions. On January 5th, they killed a pet rabbit. Or a pet rabbit met its end. What? Rabbit got taken out. Yeah, what, would the, what did the pet rabbit do to it? I don't know. It's doing like it's hopping. January 7th, another dog was taken out. And at some point, whatever was doing this, um, if it was one, whatever, whatever it happened to be, you know, mm-hmm. if it was an it or some other thing, uh, it took out a goat. Okay. Um, when the rabbit was found, it was described as, um, after the attack, as, quote, as being, quote, cleanly uh, decapitated and still warm. So just biting off rabbit heads. Just clean cut. Just snipped. And do you remember that goat I mentioned? Yeah, the one that didn't make it? Yeah, well, he died and was said to have had its head flattened. So more crushing, more head crushing. Okay. Crushing and mushing and mashing and... Smashing. Good. Also, in regards to those deceased doggos, um, one canine in particular, quote, there wasn't more than two or three drops of blood in him. The victim's bottom lip had been broken open and his jawbone smashed back. Okay. So that doggo had his blood drained. Now, remember those dead pigs and chickens we just talked about, like literally a couple minutes ago? Yeah. Well, in regards to those guys, they had their blood drained too. Uh, This Hmm. thing, again, this thing, whatever it was, if it even was a thing, um, was drinking blood or at least draining it and smashing skulls. Drinking blood and smashing skulls. And people kept seeing it or saying they did. And what they saw was, quote, like a bear or a panther. And it was, uh, quote, three feet long, 20 inches high with a long tail and a cat's face. Huh. Pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. Now, a dog warden. I just accepted that was the thing you could be. <laughs> We're just moving on. This dog's got it a seemed, job? Or... <laughs> There's so many dogs being killed. The dog, the dog warden shows up. <laughs> this dog's like, all right, we normally don't talk to humans, but this is fucked up. We need your help. <laughs> Something's wiping out the dog community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a little hat. <laughs> a badge. The guy from Paw Patrol. That dog, whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. I don't watch Paw Patrol. I don't know, but I can guess because. What do you think his name was? Is. From my fantasy football team, somebody's using that picture, and their team is named Chase's on the case, so I'm going to guess Chase. (laughs) All right, good. So Chase shows up, and he's like, there's a lot of dead dogs around here. What the fuck? I I imagine like animal control or something, like a dog warden. But I mean, Chase. Yeah. (laughs) This cop dog shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, also, so good. The what I wrote down was the dog warden wrote. So imagine the dog like writing. Yeah, he gets his little pamphlet out, and his he's ticket like, book. He's like, "All right, what do we got?" No, actually, he, that I'm holding a pen. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Some audio. 
Yeah, no, I'm going to start fidgeting with it. That's I'm, all right. I'm going to have to edit it out later. That's uh, fine. Just pretend it's the dog taking notes. Um, <laughs> background noise. But yeah, the dog warden. Um, this is proof that it was a human, though, because he wrote off the chicken and pig killings as the work of a stray dog. Now, a dog warden wouldn't be jumping to dog conclusions. He could be. Unless he's like, I know this, these kind of dogs. Mutts. One of those strays. Yeah. One of those homeless dogs. Saw one with my gal the other day. They're eating like, spaghetti. That's bullshit. Yeah, this tramp in the... <laughs> this tramp. I was going to say corridor. In the alley. <laughs> what? <laughs> this tramp in that outside corridor. Do you mean an alley, sir? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Somebody put this hallway outside. Yeah, I can't believe this. And they're eating spaghetti in this outside hallway. <laughs> Fuck this. Unreal. I bet that guy, the way he was chomping on that spaghetti, he could sure chomp a mean dog's skull. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to set him up for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you're not too far off of certain ideas in this. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we should just get into that. <laughs> yeah, then. maybe we will. Um, so, yeah, he said that it might be the work of uh, all these, the smash and the gnashing. Might have been the work of a stray dog that they had killed earlier. Um, but in regards to the specific chicken and pig killing, that raises the question, how could a stray dog get to chickens roosting in a tree and drain their blood? Because that's where the chickens were roosting. They were in a tree? The chickens were. Yeah, that's where they roosted at night. Okay. I mean, cat could get up there, though. Uh-huh. Now, when the, topic of this, um, when the topic of this monster and the sounds that it made um, would come up, people said it sounded like, quote, a woman... With a knife stuck in her back. Why do they know what that sounds like? <laughs> Asking the real questions. <laughs> it sounds like a woman being, not just murdered, a woman being stabbed. How's your wife doing, by the way? Oh, she's all right. She hasn't been moving around. She had this. I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. Well, she, well, she had a lower, um, a lumbar injury. <laughs> you mean back? It's just something down there. Yeah, just, she feels like something's stuck in it. Yeah, she bumped into a table. Yeah. She fell on the stairs. She tripped. All right. She's fine. Yeah, she's okay, though. Something just hit her from behind. She, If you ask her what happened, she won't know, but it's, she backed into something. Like a knife? No. No further comment. What about this dog? He's killing shit, maybe, or a cat. Mm-hmm. No one's story seemed to totally match up as far as the description goes, except that it was an unusually big beast, vaguely cat-like beast, that was dark and seemingly horrifying. So it stood out. It, wasn't, it was, you know, not the norm. Mm-hmm. Was it a cougar? Also known as a mountain lion? If it was, um, it seems like it was the biggest one many people had ever seen. Um, was it a wolf? Was it a rabid dog? Uh, people have ideas. Um, I'm going to quote this paragraph. Um, it's very specific um, from Wikipedia, so I'm just going to read it. One man's thought. A.R. Stanton, a man from Lumberton, North Carolina. I mean, Lumberton is might as well be like Turpentown as far as like, what's that town known for? Oh, mm-hmm. Lumber. Um, but anyways, he thought that the beast of Bladenborough, which is what our creature has been called, um, was a German shepherd and hound mix named Big Boy that he gave to a Native American boy who lived along the edge of Big Swamp. 
Big Big Boy was dark and had a quote long bushy tail. I'm just saying it's a very specific guess about what's murdering all these things. Hey, what if it's that German Shepherd mix I gave to a Native American child that I call Big Boy? Oh, what if? What if, sir? Uh, Stanton claimed. Oh yeah, he had a big, he had a long bushy tail. If I didn't mention that already. Stanton claimed a big boy was capable of leaping over a six-foot fence and kill chickens from time to time. Lumberton veterinarian N.G. Baird, yeah, Baird, said that it was, quote, very feasible that big boy was responsible for the attacks. Baird also said that it was possible big boy or another dog could have killed the other dogs and lapped up blood rather than sucking it. I mean, all right, Mr. Stanton. Yeah, sure. Sure, good. St- okay, I think you just want to talk about this giant cool dog you gave away. It's cool. I just imagine him working that dog into other conversations. That it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I bet Big Boy did that. Crashed my wife's car. Could have. It's a big dog. Could have. Could have jumped in. I don't know. I was drinking that night, so I wasn't driving. <laughs> yeah, Big Boy was actually riding shotgun. He with picked me. me up. Took me to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> big Boy was my designated driver. Yeah. I mean, I gave him a bowl, let him lap up some blood. It was a good night. All right. Oh, I, I overlooked uh, something because I was sticking to the uh, the animal killings and the uh, the dog deaths. Um, something that happened on January 5th. Uh, but don't worry. Nothing dramatic or crazy was published in a n- local newspaper about it. I feel like you're going to read me something dramatic and crazy from a local newspaper now. The title of that article is Vampire Charges Woman. Yep. There it is. Uh, Bladenboro, January 5th. A large marauding cat that has killed and sucked the blood of at least seven dogs charges a woman here tonight. But turned and fled back into a swamp when she screamed and her husband rushed onto the scene. Police Chief Roy Forbes said the animal charged into the yard of Mrs. C.E. Kinlaw when she, her last name was Kinlaw, when she went out onto her front porch to investigate whimpering dogs in the street. After the incident occurred, the armed posse that went out tonight to track down and kill the, quote, vampire. We'll talk about this more later uh, because, I mean, you know. Swelled to some 500 people and scores of dogs. That's a quarter of the population as of 2010. Yeah, this, this town, is in 1954. This town is fucking overrun with people. Shit gets going. Yep. That's where the number starts, by the way. Like I said, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Okay. Um, but I like the scores of dogs because I imagine the dog warden is like, we need we need backup. Get, get them more. Woof, woof. Get them more in here. Here we go. Woof. We need a score at least. With dogs. Yeah. And then I imagine, like, the, uh, because that's like the local dog warden. Been under a fortnight. I mean, this, it's about how long this goes on for, which is a good amount of time. Um, Four score dogs. And and seven under a fortnight. Nights ago, I imagine the dog feds come in too. So they like, they like bark over jurisdiction. This is my case. Now we have a serial killer on the loose. This is a federal matter. You don't understand. This thing might be big boy. Mrs. Kinlaw, who lives in the mill village near Bladenboro Mills and Highway, blah, blah, blah. I like when they tell where people live. It's not really important. But she said she heard the dogs whimpering early tonight and went to investigate. Near the dog, she said, was what looked like 
This is her quote, a big mountain lion, a race from three doors down the dirt street in front of her house to a few feet from her porch, then turned back when she screamed and her husband rushed out of the house, she said. A neighbor also came to her aid. Chief Four said tracks on the dirt road in front of the Kinlaw home were bigger than a silver dollar. A search party for well, yeah, I right would think so. It's units of measurement. It's cool stuff. A search party from Wilmington, which tracked the animal last night, as it moved in a three-mile circle along the edges of swampy the areas. Silver dollar small. It's not very big, no. Um, but yeah, along the edges of swampy areas, found tracks. Which revealed claws. And then, of course, that's just like the front page part of the article. Because then it says, see vampire, page six. Okay. Good. That was from the Rally News and Observer front page article covering Mrs. Kinslaw's almost attack. Uh-huh. Again, fine. Things are the newspapers. That's okay. Totally cool. Always works out. A Fayetteville Observer article I found quoted the Robinson... Rob, Robinsonian? Did I spell that wrong? Another article, another newspaper. It's describing the beast's brutality like this. Quote, The beast of Bladen has been striking at night against other animals that are comparatively defenseless against its attacks. Its tactics resemble those of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> what? <laughs> which also prefers to strike at night, overpowering comparatively defenseless victims with the force of okay. numbers and weapons. Okay, not the way I was thinking of them. Dis- I mean... I thought it was going to be like the knows? method of demise was going to be similar. Yeah, who that, knows that what's sense. going on? Yeah. Because we're just publishing these things in the newspapers comparing dog attacks to the KKK. Yep. So, you know, um, I don't know. Do you know where this is headed? You know where this is headed. Do I? Everyone knows where this is headed. Hmm. Nothing inflammatory or incendiary has been published in any newspapers, spread to any people's waiting, viewing peepers. Um, You know, we've turned on the stove, gathered the ingredients, and tossed them into a pot, and now it's time for Bladensborough to boil. Because the local papers printed their stories, which were picked up by the national papers, which stoked the imaginations of an entire country and especially tickled the imaginations of at least anywhere from 500 to 1,000 men who would descend upon the town and overrun it. And what were they, what did they have with them? Guns? Guns. Booze. Definitely. Included what? Why not? Included (laughs) in this exorbitant group of wild men was a fully armed. I mean, I was going to call him a tank. I'm going to call him a battalion. Tank is funny of like UNC frat brothers. So their whole fraternity came armed, ready to go. Frank the tank. Frank the tank is there. Yeah. Packing. Yeah, he's there. Just imagine that character. Yeah. Where is a beast? (laughs) Put some clothes on. I don't know. What was their motto? Drinking beer, hunting things. Anyways, but like one day it was 500 people. The next day it was like 800 people. So this is a good party. Well, yeah, because like these numbers isn't like total of like the two weeks this is going on for. Because that's about how long it went on for. Um, It just kept escalating. And then one day it was up to a thousand people. Again, in a town that in 2010 only had a thousand people or 2000. It was like 1700 something. That's good. So it's fine. Infrastructure's there for that. Ready. It's ready for it. Here we go. Pew, pew. 
liquor store is already out of booze. Yeah. One article said that during one of these mad hunts, the creature grabbed a dog and dragged it into a swamp screaming. So now it's attacking things as people are hunting for it. Again, one of those scores of dogs is down one dog. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, members of this hunting party discovered two sets of tracks, which led people to think not one, but two beasts from the countryside. Did the Bladenboro beast have a sweetheart who hunted alongside him? A recruited lady. Or alongside her? Did she get a guy? Was she like, hey, man, check out this shit. You yeah. can just crush skulls and give it a shot. Crush. This is a blast. And it became a competition, a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. That's how they flirted with each other, how many skulls they could crush. Is that a relationship goal for two killer cat Seems monsters? A toxic, maybe. But <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. To everyone outside of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, They're very selfish. Yeah. You guys just keep crushing skulls. What do you crush? Nothing. I'm normal. No. Normal's relative. Yeah. Live, laugh. Crush. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Quote, the town was armed to the teeth. That's a quote from Bladenboro Mayor Woodrow Bob Fussell. Like that. That's what he would tell the Greenville News. Now, what is interesting, and something I admitted till now, um, was that the mayor was the first person to report something was killing dogs, and the guy who called in professional hunters to stop the beast. Okay. Told the newspapers about it. They called in like a professional hunting team, the first guys on the scene, to take care of it. Sure. Now, I don't know, you tell me. Is it common for politicians to have their hands in many pots? Not in my America. Nope, not in mine either. So in this fictional world of 1954, uh, well, Mayor Fussell also owned a movie theater. And with his town bursting with outsiders, he decided to play a movie called The Big Cat. Okay. A horror movie he advertised by saying, quote, Now you can see the cat. We've got him on our screen and in Technicolor. Quote. Okay. What do you think about that? Is that cool? What do you think? I mean, what do you think happened there? I think you know. I think I think we all know. Guerrilla marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess there was a lunch, a bunch of like guerrilla type stuff going on in the fifties. I was, I didn't want to take a whole aside to that, but you know, promotional, you know, viral marketing. Yeah. Let's get this cat story in the newspaper. But I mean, make no mistake about it. Something was killing dogs. Okay. So it's almost like don't let a good. Is the mayor doing it? Don't look a good, oh my God, just for his movie? <laughs> He's crushing dog skulls? Yeah. Need more ticket sales. I mean, I like this theory. He's dressed up in like a cat suit and runs around the swamps. <laughs> he can have somebody's dog and threw it in the swamp and they ran away. Like, <laughs> oh, I got a dog. That's why he just runs around screaming. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, because that's how, yeah, that's why it sounds like a human because it is one. Also, I don't know, how do you feel about this story so far? I'm going to add another character to the mix just for a second. Okay. All right. A famous one-arm, no-leg skateboarding tattoo artist by the name of Dick the Half-Man Hillman. Excuse me? (laughs) Can you say that again? That was a lot for me to take in. I know, and I will. Uh, A famous one-armed, no-legs skateboarding tattoo artist Uh named Dick the Half-Man Hillman. Uh huh. 
I mean, you can look okay. up pictures of Dick. He's a man with no legs and one arm who can do skateboarding tricks. He was in, believe it or not, a bunch of sideshows and stuff. Um, but he was also a, a good... When was skateboarding invented? I mean, evidently he was doing it in the 50s. But okay. I mean, sideshow stuff. He could do cool tricks. And some... I didn't dive too far into into the half man, um, but there's pictures of him. And um, I guess he did other tricks too that amazed people because he literally had no legs and just one arm. He's a, I don't even know, not quadriplegic or paraplegic. No, but he, again. Uh, a threeplegic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tree. Try. Sure. Tri- triplegic. Sure. We'll go with that. But um, he was also a pretty, I mean, he's a tattoo artist and he was also. Um, just an artist by trade, also because he could just he do sounds a like million things. He sounds an amazing. entertaining person to talk to. Yeah, he sounds like a fucking badass. Yeah. So he began selling license plates and other merch more than the creature. So he's just like, again, he's making a buck off the thing too. Um, but the novelty of the mayor's, dare I say, potentially manufactured crisis um, that he may or may not have exploited to sell movie tickets. Well, the novelty of that, um, I mean, there's a thousand people in town, perhaps. Perhaps he looked around and was like, oh, what happened here? I didn't make enough shirts. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the problem. Like, damn it. They half man, get that screen printer. <laughs> we need more of these t-shirts that say the cat is here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. All right, man. Oh, but yeah, the novelty might have started to wane for the mayor. Um, quote, even small boys carried guns. Uh, Chief of Police Roy Forres and I knew someone would surely be shot accidentally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or on purpose. I mean, whatever, right? Uh, the police chief was so worried about catching this thing. Excuse me. This is what I was mentioning to you earlier when you were, uh, you had ideas or whatever. Um, the police chief was so worried about catching this thing, he had a plan to tie up random dogs and use them as bait. That's fun. That's cool. Hey, I need to borrow your pup. Yeah, give me your... Isn't there a thing out there like crushing dog skulls? Nah, ah. don't worry about that. That's um, why we're getting all the dogs in one big pile. Yeah. So that we can watch them all and make sure they're all safe. Right. We want to keep our peepers on the pups. Yep. The program's called Peepers for Pups. So, is that why everybody's surrounding the dogs with like guns? Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. You don't think if you... Put all the dogs in one spot that this thing might come. No, no, no. Totally fine. Uh, but ultimately, this plan was never given the go ahead, believe it or not. What? Somebody heard about it and they wrote in too. They're like, don't do that. So then I guess they didn't do that. God. Right? So think of these dogs a bait. So with the mess in full swing and the odds of some hunter blasting the face off of a college student rising, it was time to turn this faucet of fury off. Fallen beast of Bladenboro, question mark. Citizens cheer bobcat killing. January 13th. <clears throat> the article's by Norman McCulloch. Bladenboro, January 13th. Residents of this little town rested easier tonight in the belief that the notorious, quote, vampire beast of Bladenboro is dead. If so, the vampire... Charged with killing eight dogs and sucking their blood was an oversized and hungry bobcat not uncommon in this area. Such an animal was trapped and killed this morning by Luther Davis of Bladenboro, 
Um, route two, a male, the bobcat weighed in at 25 pounds and was so scrappy in the trap, Davis had to shoot it. No. In the trap? Yeah, he just blasted it. Just took it out. Okay. But also already 25 pounds seems a little light for what this thing's been described, right? Yeah, even a bobcat, I feel like it's got paws bigger than a half dollar. Right. You would think. The cat was caught and killed near Davis's home about three miles from Blaineboro in a big swamp on the Elizabethtown-Lumberton Highway near the place where six motorists... Yeah, we're six motorists, and they were halted by the Vampire Monday. So I guess... It held up traffic? Evidently. It's a 25-pound bobcat. Okay. Also, definitely not inflammatory in the newspaper. Just keep calling it a vampire for fun. Yeah. Just having a lot lot of laughs here. The bobcat's description tallies with that of the marauder, except for one important detail. It has a stub tail. Because, again, this thing supposedly had, like, a longer tail. Well, yeah. Like a cat tail. Are you saying that the cat doesn't have a cat tail? Yeah. I think that's what you just implied. (laughs) I think you did catch me saying that. (laughs) Like a real cat's tail, not this fake bobcat (laughs) tail. That's a mountain lion. Is that a cat? It's still a cat, Nick. It's still a cat. (laughs) The most reliable previous descriptions of the animal that caused the reign of terror here said it had a, quote, tail about 20 inches long. It's like a... Big, big cat tail as opposed to a tiny cat tail. Right. Yeah. They're all cat tails. <laughs> Tracks of the cat killed by Davis measured one and three quarter inches. The same size of prints at scenes with a vampire had ripped the jugular vein of dogs. I mean, the sentences are just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, large crowds turned out to get a look at the fallen beast of Bladenboro when Davis brought his bobcat to town. I just hope it, this is it said the town's worried mayor, W.G. Fussell. It has certainly caused a lot of excitement around here. Wink As he's winking and looking at the movie theater. Yeah, go see the movie. Yeah, yeah, this cat's gone, but he's still in the theater. 25 cents a showing. However much things were in the 50s. Thank goodness, sighed many of the spectators as they looked at the grayish... Brown bobcat measuring about, now it cut off how many inches it was. And then it just says, Sea Beast, page two. Just cool things you get in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on January 13th, Mayor Fussell officially ended the hunt and told everybody to get the heck out of there. I guess there was one day when like just four of the college students went out. They were like the only hunters out there, and then they came back. Like, just wanted to keep the party going. I guess, yeah. I mean, they're already out there. Fuck. Uh, Wikipedia said one guy had hit a cat that looked like a spotted leopard a couple uh, couple days after this, so speculation. Maybe that was also the creature, possibly. You know, wild, normal stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But the beast of Bladenboro is not forgotten. Because after that, it basically, I mean, you said a fortnight earlier, it's about, it was about a two-week affair. In the small town where not much goes on, thousand people came down through the woods with guns looking for a monster. You'd almost think this thing happened in 1972, but it did not. It was early 50s. The prequel. Exactly. Basically. Well, this beast is not forgotten. Today, the town celebrates this 1950s chaos 
with Beast Fest. That's cool. I like that. Um, from the events website, boosttheborough.org. Beast Fest is always held in the last weekend of October, and there is never a charge for attendance. Since 2008, Beast Fest has become one of the fastest growing and largest attended weekend fall festivals in southeastern North Carolina. Conservative estimates put attendance at the Friday night and all day Saturday festival to be in the 8,000 range. Damn. In the 2,000 population town? It's a lot of fucking people, right? Yeah. Beast Fest is completely underwritten by both businesses and personal sponsorships of various levels, allowing us to provide particularly all the events and activities completely free to attendees. All profits we receive from Beast Fest go directly back into our community to support various project initiatives that improve our community for both our residents and our small businesses. Don White, president of the Boost the Borough um, organization, has said, quote, I think it was more of a promotional gimmick than anything else, else, truth be told. I mean, it seems like it was one of those things that just got out of control. Kind of, yeah. Right? But like... What was killing the livestock and dogs and crushing their heads? Still don't know. Um, He continues, but there are people today who claim their brothers, fathers, aunts, and uncles remember it vividly. And some people even go on to say they still see it because why wouldn't you? Um, Mayor Fussell had this to say about the Bladenboro madness. I made it up. (laughs) (laughs) I am a liar. I just manifested all these dogs being crushed. and I just walked around the neighborhood at night and hit dogs with a baseball bat. <laughs> you see, I had this giant sledgehammer. Yeah. And I just killed a lot of people's dogs. Over that week, I made $400. Oh, my God. Huh. 1954 money. Jesus. <laughs> I'm a prankster now. Quote, a little publicity never hurt a small town. He would go on to also state that the beast was, quote, 10% real, 90% imagination. God damn it. This fucking maniac. Uh, so, yeah, that's the uh, the beast of Bladenboro. But to your point, um, something was still killing dogs. Yeah. And if it wasn't the mayor with the baseball bat, what was that? I don't know, because I thought it was going to be, as soon as you started saying that, I started thinking vampire. Yeah. Because I forget what movie or show I watched. Okay. But it's like, as soon as they would feed off somebody, they just fucking crush the skull or break their neck. Oh, my God. So that they wouldn't turn. That's incredible. <laughs> what was that? That's a good solution. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. That's all right. But yeah, so they just feed and crush and move right. on they don't, they don't have to worry about a, a thrall or anything no nope, we're done. done yeah this thing's over I, i'm yeah, yeah no chance no uh so that's where i thought it was gonna go was vampire immediately yeah. but then there was a lot of twists and turns in there that i didn't expect quite a few yeah so i mean there's a man who had one arm who skateboards and yep, tattoos and did, people. And did tattoos <laughs> There's that. Didn't expect that. No, nope, no, nope, me neither. Um, yeah, some of the sources for that were the uh, FayObserver.com. They had a Blaine Burr article and then NorthCarolinaGhosts.com. 
and then boosttheburr.org website, and then a bunch of those sources came from the good old Wikipedia. But, um, yeah, some people, or some articles have speculated, I mean, even though they stressed how much of a cat it looked like, I mean, it's killing livestock, sucking blood. Literally, one's a goat. That's chupacabra shit right there. Goat sucker. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, and this is another one of those southern stories where like, this is a cat running amok. Uh-huh. A wampus. Uh-huh. The, Ozark uh, howler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, the shrieking in the woods, which we always speculate could be coyotes. Uh-huh. But these things would make those weird, you know, weird shrieking sounds. The white bluff screamer. Again, another one of those just things. But, I mean, the assault... On the dogs is relentless. Yeah. And if people are just finding corpses of dogs, that's going to freak a bunch of people out. Like That's a real physical thing that happened. Especially if they're smushed. Right. Just crushed. Yeah. So somebody, I mean. Unless they're finding them smushed in the road or something. I was going to say, right. Somebody's just got to. Where it's like, okay. Probably wasn't a vampire. Right. And if it was like um, in like people's yards, you think they'd be like. Oh, this tire track was straight over, straight over this dog's skull. I thought it was a truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like things like that, like where it's like, okay, well. Hmm. And then one guy's like, it's probably Big Boy again, driving that truck around. Yeah, he picked me up again. This insane dog. Took me to the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, check out this cat. He even invited the dog warden. Yeah. And he's like, what? I'm friends with the dog warden. That's how I get... Get away with it all. Yeah, it's on, don't tell anybody, but this is a conspiracy. Those dogs have skulls, and I got to crush them. Is this an urge I have? And they didn't even know, like, there was a picture of, like, one of the cats. They couldn't tell if it was whatever bobcat was killed, if it was this one or if it was that one or whatever. Well, that's the crazy thing. Like, So they basically just found, like, a skate. They see a five-meter-long or five-foot-long that's what okay. people were seeing, something large. So then they just decided to escape goat or escape cat, a bobcat. Be like, we got it. It's done. Go home. I'm guessing a bobcat's like two feet long. Yeah. Or it wasn't like they killed the cougar even, you know what I mean? It was bobcat. Yeah. With a cat tail. Bobcat eats squirrels. <laughs> 14 to 40 pounds. Doesn't give me a length, but. But I mean, they're cats. They're bobcats. Yeah. So, like, they're not these massive things. No. But yeah, Beast of uh, Blainboro. Mm hmm. Beast Fest. Can you imagine? I'd go to Beast Fest. I would love to go to Beast Fest. It's just got a cool name. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And I mean, 8,000 people in that tiny town. Blade Online. The website for um, Beast Fest might be a little traditional or old-fashioned. Yeah, it just looks like a... Just a site. Their poster looks cool, though. Yeah, that drawing? It's got a werewolf riding a skateboard holding a jack-o'-lantern. Are you serious? Yeah. What? That was the 2022 one. I didn't even see that one. I just saw this cool drawing of like a evil cat. And that's that's Bladen Burr. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think at least. I don't. It's a, 
Blade and online. That's. I mean that. That I mean I don't know how many Beast Fests there are, so that seems pretty fucking cool. I thought that was what you said as the website. But yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, Blade and uh, yeah, BoostTheBorough.org was one website. That's probably the one I'm thinking about, but that's that flyer is totally for that though. Just wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Just pull up that cool looking website. I, yeah, I went to the Boost the Borough. It's still got the same poster on it. Those are good. Excellent. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks cool as hell. The Cat Five band played this year. Badass. So I mean last weekend in October seems very Halloween y, which is a good ex- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's probably a weekend that's hot in demand. But I mean, let's drive off to North Carolina and have a great fucking time. Yep. Seems like a good time. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'll have to try to check it out one of these days. Yeah, we got to. The Weirdenford Road Trip has to happen. Season five. Yep. Things are going to be horrible. Cats are crushing dog skulls. It's going to be pretty shitty. It's going to be pretty shitty. <laughs> Season five. Pretty shitty. All right, guys. Well, if you're feeling pretty shitty, you can email us at weirdfoodpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Uh, leave us a review where that's available. Where that's an option. Support us on the Patreon dot com slash weirdfood. Follow us on the cool Instagram. I mean, just support the show in any way that you can. Um, we hope you love us. Maybe we love you. Maybe. Maybe. You know what is for certain under the reign of the beast of Blaine Burrow. Okay, I don't know where you're going. Me neither. <laughs> I had no idea what the point is. Beast Fest. Beast Fest. And I'm sure it's a pretty uh, spooky place to be. So maybe good you guys. food, great music, good people, and fun for the whole family. I love it. All right. Embrace the beast. What? Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky.